know, the really striking thing about this movie, and I don't typically watch movies from this era, and you, you are tuned into the movie review portion of the MySpace podcast feed. Hi, thanks for listening. Um, well, the one thing about it is I don't watch 1940s movies, and this movie came out in 1940 exactly, and is the striking thing to me is watching this is how how quickly I, I can sort of just lose the entire plot from minute to minute and then get it back and then lose it again. And I was thinking, why, you know, why is this? Like, what is, what's the cause of this it's kind of like, it's, it almost feels like I was on drugs watching, watching this movie. Obviously it's, obviously it's black and white. The, 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 the way characters talk is very different. I think this is still in the age of that whole idea of transatlanticism. Uh, that's like this, uh, this, this accent that people affected for movies. And you know, at any given point, I have no idea what's going on in the movie. And I think there's a disconnect uh, just given the disparity in errors. Uh, you know, in this 2018, I'm recording this uh, uh, here on a, on a Friday. And not that that matters, but 1940s, America is, you know, it's, it's, it's more than a generation away at this point. And so it's it's, diff- it's difficult. Like it'll just be like little things will will set me off and be like, I what happened? What, what was the motivation for this doing that? And and this is is a, really a screwball comedy too, which is even crazier because uh, there's there's this element of like what was considered funny. It's like almost it's like eighty percent of it's like physical humor, and then like fifteen percent of it is like wordplay and then 5% of it's actual like humor. <laughs> so it's it's very bizarre. Uh but this is and and I and again, I won't be going over this every time I do a review, but it is um part of my, you know, randomly generated film project. So I'm not seeking out 1940s Abbott and Costello driven comedies. Uh but th- here we were and here I was yesterday finding myself uh doing my little workout and watching this entire 82 minute movie. As I did that, okay. So the and and this is a Abbott and Costello are in this movie, and obviously I've heard of Abbott and Costello, and I know who they're there, who's on first, and it's notable. And I guess it's sort of you know, there's a film it's film history. It's actually the film debut of Abbott and Costello, and the movie is in a they're they're secondary characters who almost exist. They're almost in this movie entirely just to do their own comedy routine. Then they just pop in and out to then do pre-written bits. Like they literally do who's on first in this movie. And the movie has nothing like the 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 the, the premise, the, the setup to even get to the who's on first joke is is they just they just slam it down your throat. It's just the one guy, and I don't know how they, they would do this in their normal routine or anything, but the one guy just basically says, uh, you know. I, you know, I own a baseball team. And it's like, what? This is not, this has nothing to do with baseball. And then they do the whole uh, who's on first. And apparently it was an abbreviated version of who's on first. Which still went on for like five minutes. And and then they do, there's like literally five bits like that. That that are, there's there's a joke that, um, oh, another funny thing is they call themselves Abbott and Costello. Like their character names are Abbott and Costello. They refer to themselves as not even as Bud or Lou, but as Abbott and Costello. Oh man, 
it's a trip. The movie's a trip. I mean, I don't. I have no idea what to give it. What score to give it? But it, it's interesting watching these movies, and um, I, I got a couple other. Um, I actually have one other uh, Abbott and Costello movie down the pike here that was ran because I, I have a list of twenty. I know exactly what I'm going to be watching the next twenty movies I watch on this uh, for this series. I'll, I'm going to review other movies too that I watch just for more current stuff that I actually sitting down and watch. But in terms of uh, when I work out, I just like to have this all pre like, this is just sounds so weird, but like, I just like having this all squared away. So it's something I don't have to think about. Like, cause I, I end up being like, what do I want to watch? And then like, that's like a 15 minute thing. I've been like, do I want to watch this? Do I have, do I have this movie? Then it's like, I, I just, if I can just acquire all these movies and this one's actually on YouTube. You watch it for free. Just Google one night in the tropics, which is another the, the title doesn't even make sense because they spend at least three days in the tropics. So, I, it, like, the half the movie takes place in, I guess, they're in, in New York. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'm going to read you the plot synopsis via Wikipedia. Um, not that I need to. I don't, like, there's, there's really no, it's, it's so stupid. But, all right, so Jim Lucky Moore is an insurance salesman. He comes up with a novel policy for his friend Steve. It's a love insurance policy that will pay out $1 million if Steve does, does not marry his fiancée, Cynthia. Encouraged by Jim's argument that Jim has never had to pay out on a policy so that marriage is a sure thing, Steve accepts. The upcoming marriage is jeopardized by Steve's ex-girlfriend, Mickey, and Cynthia's disapproving Aunt Kitty. The policy is un- underwritten by a nightclub owner, Roscoe, who sends two enforcers, Abbott and Costello, their names in the movie are Abbott and Costello, to ensure that the wedding occurs as planned. Everyone involved in the situation winds up sailing or flying to San Marcos, a fictional South American country, where another complication arises. When Lucky falls for Cynthia, Lucky winds up marrying Cynthia, but Roscoe does not have to pay the $1 million because Steve ends up marrying Mickey. Very complicated. It's it's needlessly complicated, and that made your head scratch. Like I was watching it. It's hard to follow. It seems straightforward enough, I guess, in some ways, but it's hard to follow, like, the policy is clear, clearly written that that it says on the policy that that this character has to marry this character, you know, but then he ends up marrying the other girl, and that like that's that apparently void like they don't have to pay the con like nothing happens like no one they don't need to pay any money because the contract is fine just because even though it wasn't he didn't marry the one girl's name on the guy he married the other girl, I, it's. And then they they randomly break into song like it's not a musical but the the characters will just like the 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 lucky guy character I guess he's a singer in real life probably as an actor he was also a singer and so he just he'll just start singing in a scene like and that's just like something that happened in movies all the time just, people would just be like oh we're gonna sing a song now um and again it's novel for that it, if I I think I would go mad if I had to watch. A lot of these, like I, I really do, I think it would just drive me nuts because they're they're tr- it's just truly bizarre and like it's it great it was great oddly grating on me. Like, so I the last review I posted was digging to China and that was just a bad that's just a bad movie that's just a, when we shake that movie is just that movie stinks right like that's just a bad movie, but this is a this is not good uh, not a good movie but because it, it, of it's of this error like I couldn't. I couldn't like tune it out. So when I was watching it, I was just being like, what the fuck? Like it, it was more like, it was like headache inducing. 
which is why I give it a nine. Put no, uh, I don't know. I, I have no. I almost like want to uh, like not grade these movies because I just don't know. I don't know how to put them in the scale of movies. I don't. I'm looking at my 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 list here. And for first time listeners, what I do is I have this big list. It's at movies.myamerica, my website. Um, it's the movie review database. It's got a whole hundred and thirty of them now, and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put this. Usually what I'll do is I'll be like, well, would I rather watch it more than these movies? And I kind of slot it in here. So what I'm thinking is, okay, so I have the We Are Fucking Twisted Sister documentary, the, the Twisted Sister documentary, which was a very bad movie. And I have that slightly lower than Maggie, the zombie movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like this movie belongs in that <laughs> uh, thing, but I, even if I watched, like, this is probably a bad movie from the '40s. But I'm thinking if I watched like what, it, like Citizen Kane, I watched recently. That's from the '40s, right? Uh, well, I have it on here. I think Citizen Kane. I give Citizen, I give Citizen Kane like a funny se- se- uh, seven score. Yeah, 1941. So this is like right in that same era. And I, you know, Citizen Kane is is a better movie. But I even think I graded Citizen Kane too high on my thing. Just I just can't. I, I wouldn't. I don't really want to feel like ever watching that again. I don't know. It's, but it needs to be that high, I guess. But my point is, if, if I found a really good movie from 1940, like a, a movie people loved, would I would I like it a lot? Like that's what I'm saying. They're all sort of going to be in this ballpark, which is fine. Maybe the fours on this sheet are going to be all designated for the 1940s movies that I watch. Maybe I'll find a good one. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Aha! You say aha. I'm going to give this a four point. Write this down. 4.1. Cause it's definitely better than the twisted sister documentary. I never want to watch again. 4.69. How about that? Uh, it's comedy. It's comedy routine, baby. It's modern day comedy for you. Yeah. Uh, one night in the tropics. They definitely spent at least three days in the tropics. Abbott and Costello. Um, I'll, I'll say this about Abbott and Costello. Not my cup of tea, obviously, but I get it. I get I get why they were a thing. They, they had good timing. So it's slightly annoying, but they the way they play off each other, there's a rhythm to it, and like it, it, there's there's a talent there for sure. Anyway, that's that's it. That's all I got for this review. It's over.